0: Hello everyone, this is James White, one of the elders at Redeemer Church Columbus, and I have the joy of sitting here uh, on my porch on a Sunday evening with David Tilly, one of the other elders at Redeemer, Um, while just talking to him on the line here as we want to kind of recap the Sunday service. So David, first and foremost, I believe you're doing the same thing I am and just sitting outside. Uh, on this enjoyable sunday
1: i am I, if you hear birds in the background that's because i am I'm sitting on my porch enjoying this nice nice weather we're having uh couldn't get much better than this sunny and 75 you guess you would say uh but yeah I mean, we had a i thought we had a pretty good service this morning uh you as i referenced earlier today during you pulled a John Smoltz and threw a slider into this instead of Acts 20. We threw a little a slide in there with uh, Psalms 23 today with a true shepherd. And uh, just some thoughts from my point of view. I liked how you connected Psalms 23 with First uh, Samuel 17, you know, talking about David and, you know, how he slayed, you know, his, what was it, a lion and a bear. when well, not his bare hands, but. Uh, he took down Goliath with the stone and just compared the two. I thought that was I thought that was a very good comparison between the two. It kind of went hand in hand with with the scripture in Psalm twenty three.
0: Yeah, I think it, it kinda of treats it as an introduction that's biblically based rather than trying to make it overly personal or a humorous um, example. And that's kind of what I enjoy about it, is because Oftentimes we may think of just Psalm 23 as Jesus, as God being the shepherd. But the reason why David wrote this analogy of God being a shepherd is because David was a shepherd and that made the connection to him um, on a very personal level.
1: Yeah, Uh, I know you started off your first point was uh, that God provides rest in the good moments which is very true. Um, I think you referenced verses two and three, talking about the greener pastures and how it's for rest, not yet just for food, but just for rest in general. And then by the still waters, um, just thinking about that, you know, it reminds me of, you know, my enjoyment of fishing and you get much rest a lot of times just sitting there on the bank when it's a nice peaceful day. The... Uh, grass is nice and green. The waters are very still. It's a very, uh, it's very peaceful moment. It, it's a lot of rest in there. It just kind of gives you a chance to reflect on things. Kind of like David here in this, this, psalm. uh, I think you had a supporting scripture of John 10 the shepherd and Jesus is the good shepherd for us, uh, leading us, uh, what are, what all did you have going on when you was going through this part with the, you know, God provides rest and the good moments.
0: Yeah. So primarily just this idea that, um, there's two aspects of two and three, and that's the, an example of the shepherd, the sheep and shepherd and the example of, uh, how then that looks like in our life. And so he refers to green pastures and still waters. Um, as you mentioned, the green pastures is a restful thing and the still waters is, would have been this damming up of an area on a busy uh, waterway for the sheep to be able to drink from without being in danger of being swept away, and it's really just this idea that, that God provides rest and rest- restoration for His people, and that's kind of what you see at the verse three. You know, He says that He restores and He leads uh, us on a. Path and that it's for his name's sake, and it's really just this idea that man, God provides a rest and a restoration in these good moments in life, um, and he does so in just providing for us, and that's where this calm area of life is. Um, and yes, it's because of a love and a, a con- affection for his people, but I think that if we miss the fact that it's for God's glory, we're missing something key. To all of it. Um,
1: continued on in verse four and talked about how God provides difficulties or the dark moments, and that's something that we don't like to talk about a lot of times because we want to think of God as you know, He is, he is we want to think about Him only for the good stuff and not also for the bad. And in verse four, I'll just read it right here in front of me, even though. To death. I will fear no evil for you are with me, your rod and your staff that comfort me. You know, he talks about the fact and the dark moments in our lives that, you know, whether we like or not, God does survive the dark moments in our lives to kind of allow us to kind of lean on Him and His shepherdness. Um, the rod, you know, it was used to defend sheep from predators. You know, we see that in David when he talks about how he defended his sheep from lions and. Bears and wolves and such during that time with you know, the rod that he had. And that's the same here with Jesus. Um, and then his staff is a walking stick, double double as an instrument of protecting the sheep from internal dangers. Um, same as, you know, David in this situation. Uh, what, what all did you have before going to this? I kind of explained it a little bit, but just from. You're aware since you, you taught the scripture to this
0: morning. Yeah, so I think, um, so when I did my comparison to other scriptures, I did it on the back end, but really connected Matthew 11, 28 through 30 to this. He says, come to me all who labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you'll find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Um, you know, he says, come to me all who labor and heavy laden. He's talking about... Uh, primarily the religious obligations that the Pharisees were placing on people in his day and age. But certainly we can look at this and see this um, principle and um, just laboring for something. And I think that it often, certainly for some, can be more of religious obligations. But I think more often than others, it's um, really just this everyday life That's a burden on the struggle with sin. Kind of reminded of even like the dark moments of death and how we see the ugly effects of sin. I think of Jesus when he raises Lazarus from the dead. We see this moment in which he weeps, and you know, the common thread there is that this is the shortest verse in the Bible, you know, as if the verse numbers were there by the original manuscript. But he, he weeps, and there's a lot of discussion of why he weeps, but I think one reason he weeps in this moment is because he is faced with the ugly nature of sin and its effects. Yeah. And so, but he's still there. He still restores. He's still provided in this dark moment. And I think the same thing goes on here is that These sheep would have to go through this, the valley of the shadow of death to make it where they were going. There was, it's the path they had to take. But the shepherd was leading them. (laughs) And because, excuse me, and because the shepherd was leading them, we see this, I will fear not, right? And I think it should be the same for us is that as we understand that, yes, we got to go through dark moments, God is the one leading us. And we can't be fearful and we can't be uh, reluctant to walk through them uh, because God is the one that's beside us in all of these things. And because of that, I do think we can find a rest even in these dark moments.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, like I always talk about, we all go through difficult times, but where we find our, you know, I, I want to say truth, but when we find our, um, our true rest in those difficult situations is when we lean on Christ during those diff- difficult situations. And, you know, that's essentially what David's talking about here, like he was talking about. And then you, you finished off with your third point, as in God provides restoration, a restoring period, uh, a restoring moment in our lives. And you referenced that with verse five. Uh, twenty-three says, "You prepare a table before me, in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, and my cup overflows." And you kind of talk about how the table was a practice for the shepherds to remove poisonous weeds, uh, from them, uh, to get any of that kind of stuff off, and that would you know make them sick or any such from, you know, from the sheep. And then you reference as in the oil. You know, as we all know here in the South, there's mosquitoes, there's all sorts of different bugs that bite us and they are very irritating. And the oil that these shepherds would use would relieve them from these bug bites. You know, it's kind of a time where they would sit down and just kind of restore themselves, regroup and kind of relax. Can you expound upon that from just that? So the
0: first one is prepared table. Uh, all of the allegory of that shepherd, she that uh, being, a shepherd, being his. Shepherd. So David would be talking probably prov- prov- for him uh, in the of his using the way referring to of a shepherd, and a shepherd would make sure that before he just let his sheep eat whatever they wanted he would make sure that they were protected from what they were going to consume and so they would walk the ground and make sure that there was nothing that was going to cause any problems for them and then you know on that other side this oil would be more like like uh similar to that to like a uh, an ointment of sorts for us today or salve uh, to cover bug bites and things of the such. And it would remove the irritation of bug bites and make sure there would be no infection and things of that nature. And, you know, I was also thinking about uh, Matthew ten sixteen in this moment and really kind of a connection to this moment and the previous moment. Which says, behold, I am sending you as sheep in the midst of wolves. So be wise as serpents and incident as doves. And it's this idea that. There's still difficulties and hardships that we're going to face, but there's this moment that we're going to be regenerated and we're going to have this recovery period. Um, and I think in the new covenant under, under Christ, I believe that John fourteen twenty five through 27, as it speaks of the coming of the helper, which is the Holy Spirit, um, it's really just this big way that we do find this recovery period in our life often. It Certainly, it can be small moments while we just chill on our porch during good weather and hear our kids play in the background and hear birds and things of the such. Well, that's certainly restful, but even in the most difficult and even the best moments in life, just letting the Spirit of God indwell us in a way that's going to bring a peace, I think is the number one way that we can practice that today. And so, yes, David's pushing kind of uh, Jesus as the Lord being the shepherd, but as those that are in the, the new covenant, we can see that this was ultimately fulfilled in the good shepherd, which is Jesus.
1: Yeah, for sure. And uh, just to close it out here, you concluded with verse six kind of being as Christ is our good shepherd. You know, it says surely goodness uh, and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and i shall dwell in the house of the lord forever and you essentially just concluded it out that you know god will provide all that we need and for the rest of our days forevermore we're going to dwell in the house of the lord and just us dwelling with jesus us resting in christ uh us on him to the dark times that we have times uh what God will be there with us through all of our days um, forevermore. Is there anything you wanted to add with the conclusion besides what you uh, stated this
0: morning? No, I just think it's this, like the, the first verse, is this overview that the Lord is my shepherd that I shall not want. In verse six is this discontinuation of that reality, understanding that this will always be the case. Is that God provides for His people in the good moments and the bad moments, and it may not, it may not look like we want it to look, but that doesn't mean that God's still not actively doing something. And so, I think it's just a good reminder this morning for our people, uh, and maybe for anyone that's listening now. Maybe you've already went back and listened to the sermon, as has already been posted on here. Is that the Lord provides and takes care of His people. And by any odd chance that you're listening and you don't know Christ, uh, verse verse 6 is not a promise to you. It's only a promise to those who have received Christ as their good shepherd. And my prayer would be is that God would bring him, bring, that the good shepherd would call your name and you would respond accordingly and that you could rest in the reality of verses 1 through 6 of Psalm 23.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, if you you missed this morning's sermon, you if you weren't here, um, our our messages are posted to Facebook or you Facebook Live every Sunday. So if you didn't get a chance to uh, be there with us this morning, please go check it out, uh, listen to it, uh, take it in. And like James said, you know, if you don't have Jesus, verse six is not a problem. Uh, but if you want to talk, you know, if you want to know more about Jesus. Give me and James a phone call, a text message, a DM. Uh, We're pretty easy to find on any kind of social media or text message, phone, whatever. Uh, Please give us a call. We'll be more than happy to sit down and talk, whether a phone call over a meal or just sitting on a porch one day. Uh, We we don't want you to miss out on an opportunity uh, because it's, you know. Best thing that you can ever do. Not saying it's going to get rid of life's troubles like a lot of people will say that it does. It does not get rid of life's troubles, but it gives us hope during those troubles.
0: That's right. And, you know, I think one good way of just ending out this audio is just to read the the verses out loud. And so I'm going to do that for us here. It says this. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Truly, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. And just um, if you're listening to these and you have any thoughts or you enjoy the way they're going or want to see something different, we'd be glad to have some input from anybody within or outside of the church. But with that being said, uh, David, you want to say anything before we jump off?
1: Oh, no, I think I'm good. Um, I think when we get off here, I'm going to go lick my wounds after watching the Braves get destroyed today.
0: So, but no, I think I I am good. All right. Well, look, I hope everyone enjoyed it, and we will um, be back on here as the Lord permits. Have a good week. See y'all.